Stuart Holman here. Thanks for joining in with this second in our series of daily devotionals for the week as we focus on the resurrection of Jesus. Immediately after the first report of the empty tomb, Luke's gospel takes us to an event that happened later that same day. Remember, it's a back-to-work day, the day after the Sabbath, and perhaps a slightly slower start to the day because of the Passover festival in Jerusalem. It seems that despite the startling news of the empty tomb, two of Jesus' disciples, who obviously are well known within the Christian community and later interviewed by Luke as part of, the, of his gospel research in putting together this document, these two set out on the road to Emmaus. Well, who are they? We can't be sure, but let me paint a, a quick picture of my own educated guess. Cleopas is the Greek translation of the Hebrew name Alphaeus. Clopas is another possible translation of the same Hebrew name. So who is this Alphaeus who is so closely knit into the community of disciples? Well, one of the 12 apostles is called James, the son of Alphaeus. So my guess is that Alphaeus, or Cleopas, is the father of one of the apostles. And who would be walking home with Cleopas? Very likely it would be Mary, the wife of Clopas, one of the women who've been named in John's Gospel as standing by at the Jesus' crucifixion. I can't absolutely prove this, but uh, I'm imagining Cleopas and Mary, the somewhat well, aging parents of one of Jesus' apostles, walking home to Emmaus together, having stayed in Jerusalem for the Passover festival and the Sabbath. Having spent time with their son, having seen all the events of the past week in Jerusalem, I imagine this very godly couple, perhaps mature in years, have their heads spinning as they head home. We pick up the narrative in Luke 24, verse 13. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognising him. He asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? Now, the narrative hinges on the fact that Jesus joins the couple in conversation as they walk along, but that the couple don't recognize Jesus. Why don't they recognize Jesus? Now, there's all kinds of creative theories, but I think verse 16 gives us the best answer. God somehow prevented them from identifying Jesus straight away. Why? So they could focus in on what Jesus had to say to them. Jesus' explanation and interpretation of his own death and resurrection becomes central in the lives of his believers for the next 40 days. This teaching and this encounter, rather than the identity of the actual teacher at that moment, was Jesus' agenda. That's what was important right now. Cleopas asks Jesus, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened? Verse 19, What things? Jesus asked. 
Notice that Jesus redirects the conversation. He wants Cleopas and Mary to tell the story. More of this in a moment. What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what's more, it's the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. So Jesus has directed the conversation so that Cleopas and Mary tell their story. And while this is good grief counselling technique, that's not the point. Jesus wants them to locate themselves in the story. And notice that they do not locate themselves at the centre of the story, but that they locate themselves in God's story of the people of Israel. I know that they are part of a greater story, the story of God working in history to win a people to himself. They had identified Jesus as marked by God. Jesus was a prophet, powerful in word and deed. They hoped that he was going to be the one who would redeem Israel. Now, redeem is an interesting term for them to use here. They knew that Israel needed redemption, that they had become slaves to a foreign power, Perhaps they were only thinking about the Romans. Perhaps they also saw the greater problem of sin and rebellion against God. But they knew that Israel needed to be purchased out of slavery, which is what that word redemption means. They were hoping that Jesus was going to redeem Israel. But now, on this third day after Jesus' crucifixion, it appeared all hope is lost. Yes, Something strange had happened with the empty tomb, but perhaps leaning on their greater years, they decided it was not going to end well, and so they may as well return home. But Jesus has another story to tell. He replies, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things, and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Jesus' understanding of his cross and resurrection is part of exactly the same story in which Cleopas and Mary had located themselves, the story of God redeeming a people for himself, for his glory. What they needed, and which Jesus provided, was to see how all the prophets, beginning way back with Moses and all the way forward, taught that the Messiah must suffer first before entering his glory. Notice Jesus' word, uh, use of the word Messiah. Who is Jesus? He is the Messiah promised in the Old Testament. What has he done? Through the cross, 
he has entered his glory. And so from beginning to end, Jesus explains all that was in the scriptures concerning himself. How is it that Christians have such a unique understanding of the uh, interpretation of the Old Testament? Well, because it comes directly from Jesus himself. It was Jesus who taught his followers to read the entire Old Testament through the lens of this promised Messiah. As modern day Christians, we sometimes find the Old Testament a bit of a struggle. We treasure it because Jesus treasured it, because he taught from it, because he shows us how to understand it. This Growing Disciples course has led us all the way through the Old Testament for this very reason. So it was, perhaps with minds spinning, that Cleopas and Mary arrive at their home in Emmaus, verse 28. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it's nearly evening, the day's almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. With Cleopas and Mary's life-changing lesson over, <laughs> it was now time for their teacher to gently reveal himself as the resurrected Messiah, the very subject of their lesson for the day. This uh, road to Emmaus experience of walking and conversing with the risen Jesus has become a paradigm or a model for Christians over the centuries. What does a disciple of Jesus do? They walk their journey in company with Jesus as he personally reveals himself in new and fresh ways. How does he do that? By illuminating the scriptures with reference to himself. This is the pathway of discipleship. Will you ask Jesus now to walk with you through your day, through the journey of your life? And as he does, will you be ready for him to reveal himself to you through the scriptures? Will you be ready, paying attention, so that you are one who learns Jesus, perhaps with your heart burning within you as you journey with him? Will you pray about this now?